my fellow bookworms. How are you beautiful people doing today? Y'all already know who it is, and if you don't, it's your new internet best friend, Nia Phantom. Stick around for a little bit, join the friend group. All you gotta do is follow the podcast. Yes, sir. Okay, before we get into what y'all came here for, because I know y'all excited, we've been missing for a little while. Y'all can find me on Instagram at the Neo Phantom and everything else at Neo Phantom. N-I-A-P-H-A-N-T-O-M. <clears throat> Hold on. For the podcast, it's Vibe W Phantom on all social platforms. Business inquiries are handled through email. And if you're interested, 5wphantom at gmail.com is the address. All right. All right. At one point, it didn't have to be said, but now it is. We are continuing The House Made by Frida McFadden. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> when last year, let me say that. My voice cracking and all as if I ain't ready. Like, I know what I'm doing. <clears throat> Okay, trigger warnings for the housemaid includes gaslighting, blackmail, profanity, torture, violence, murder, and captivity. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Y'all, I gotta drink some water. Let me drink some water real quick with y'all. If y'all need water, get your water. So today we read in three or four chapters. Bless me. I don't know why, but I feel like I'm getting the cold. Like I feel like I'm getting sick, y'all. Y'all hear my voice? Scratchy, sneezing. Like, anyways, chapter thirty-three. Here we go. Okay. I have Sunday pause. <laughs> Y'all, if y'all didn't watch the last Books and Boys, when we covered everything, the last one was like a summary, basically. We was chit-chatting about a few chapters, so it ain't ain't really that I could give you a recap, because it was just a discussion. So, go and listen to that if you haven't, and then come back. So, boom. 33 i have sunday off so i spend the day out of the house it's a beautiful summer day not too hot and not too cool so i drive over to the local park and sit on a bench and read my book when you're in prison you forget those simple pleasures just going outside and reading at the park sometimes you want it so bad it's physically painful i'm never going back there never I grab a bite to eat at a fast food drive through Then I drive back to the house. The Winchester estate is really beautiful. Even though I'm starting to despise Nina, I can't hate that house. It's a beautiful house. I park on the street like always and walk up to the front door of the house. The sky has been darkening during my entire drive home. And just as I get to the door, the clouds break open and droplets of rain cascade out of the sky. I wrench the door open and slip inside before I get drenched. When I get into the living room, Nina is sitting on the sofa in semi-darkness. She's not doing anything there, 
she's not reading she's not watching tv she's just sitting there and when i opened the door her eyes snapped to attention nina i say is everything okay not really she glances over at the other end of the sofa and now i notice she's got a stack of clothing next to her it's the same clothing that she insisted i take from her when i first started working here what is my clothing doing in your room i stare at her as a flash of lightning brightens your room what what are you talking about you gave me those clothes I gave them to you? She lets out a barking laugh that echoes through the room, only partially drowned out by the crack of thunder. Why would I give my maid clothing worth thousands of dollars? You, my legs tremble beneath me. You said they were too small on you. You insisted that I take them. How could you lie like that? She takes a step toward me, her blue eyes like ice. You stole my clothing. You're a thief. No. I reach out for something before my legs give out under me, but I grasp only air. I would never do that. Ha! She snorts. That's what I get for trusting a convict to work in my home. She's loud enough that Andrew hears the commotion. He dashes out of his office and I see his handsome face at the top of the stairs, lit by another bolt of lightning. Oh God, what is he going to think of me? It's bad enough that he knows about my prison record. I don't want him to think I stole from his own house. Nina? He takes the stairs down two at a time. What's going on here? I'll tell you what's going on, she announces triumphantly. Millie here has been stealing from my closet. She stole all this clothing from me. I found it in her closet. Andrew's eyes slowly grow wide. She... I didn't steal anything. Tears prick in my eyes. I swear to you, Nina gave me those clothes. She said they didn't fit her. As if we would believe your lies, she sneers at me. I should call the police on you. Do you know what this clothing is worth? No, please don't. All right. <laughs> Nina laughs at the expression on my face. You're on parole, aren't you? Something like this would send you right back to prison. Andrew was looking down at the clothing on the couch, a deep crease between his eyebrows. Nina? I'm going to call them. Nina whips her phone out. God knows what else she stole from us, right, Andy? Nina? He lifts his eyes from the stock of clothing. Millie didn't steal this clothing. I remember you emptying your closet. You put it all in trash bags and said you were donating it. He picks up a tiny white dress. You haven't been able to fit into this in years. It's gratifying the way Nina's cheeks turn pink. What are you saying? That I'm too fat? He ignores her remark. I'm saying there's no way she stole this from you. Why are you doing this to her? Her mouth falls open. Andy? Andrew looks over at me, hovering by the sofa. Millie? His voice is gentle when he says my name. Would you go upstairs and give us some privacy? 
<laughs> I need to talk to Nina. Yes, of course, I agree gladly. The two of them stand there in silence while I mount the flight of stairs to the second floor. When I reach the top, I go over to the doorway to the attic and I open the door. For a moment, I stand there contemplating my next move. Then I close the door without going through. Much quieter this time, I creep over to the head of the stairs. I stand at the edge of the hallway just before the stairwell. I can't see Nina and Andrew, but I can hear their voices. It's wrong to eavesdrop, but I can't help myself. After all, this conversation will most certainly involve Nina's accusations about me. I hope Andrew continues to defend me even when I'm out of the room. Will she convince him that I stole her clothes? I am, after all, a convict. You make one mistake in life and nobody ever trusts you again. Didn't take these dresses. Andrew was saying, I know she didn't. How could you take her side over mine? Nina shoots back. The girl was in prison. You can't trust anybody like that. She's a liar and a thief and she probably deserves to be back in prison. How could you say something like that? Millie has been wonderful. Yes, I'm sure you think so. When did you become so cruel, Nina? His voice trembles. You've changed. You're a different person now. Everyone changes, she spits at him. No, his voice lowers so that I have to strain to hear it over the sound of raindrops falling outside and hitting the pavement. Not like you. I don't even recognize you anymore. You're not the same person I fell in love with. There's a long silence broken by a bolt of thunder that cracks loud enough to shake the foundations of the house. Once it's faded, I hear Nina's next words loud and clear. What are you saying, Andy? I'm saying, I don't think I'm in love with you anymore, Nina. I think we should separate. You're not in love with me anymore? She bursts out. How can you say that? I'm sorry. I was just going along with things, living our lives, and I didn't even realize how unhappy I was. Nina is quiet for a long time as she absorbs his words. Does this have to do with Millie? I hold my breath, waiting to hear his answer. There was something between us that night in New York, but I'm not going to kid myself that he's leaving Nina because of me. This isn't about Millie, he finally says. Really? So are you going to lie to my face and pretend nothing ever happened between you and her? Damn. She knows. Or at least she thinks she knows. I have feelings for Millie, he says in a voice so quiet, I'm sure I must have imagined it. How could this rich, handsome, married man have feelings for me? But that's not what this is about. This is about you and me. I don't love you anymore. This is bullshit. The pitch of Nina's voice is going up to the point where soon only dogs will be able to hear her. You're leaving me You're leaving me for our maid? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. This is an embarrassment to you. You're better than this, Andrew. Nina, his tone firm. 
it's over. I'm sorry. Sorry? Another crack of thunder shakes the floorboards. Oh, you don't know what sorry is. There's a pause. Excuse me? If you try to go through with this, she growls at him, I will destroy you in court. I will make sure you are left penniless and homeless. Homeless? This is my home, Nina. I bought it before we even knew each other. I allow you to stay here. We have a prenup, as you recall, and after our marriage ends, it will be mine again. He pauses again. And now I'd like you to leave. Ooh. Ooh. Y'all, I was keeping it together for this whole argument. But that right there, shake me. Shake me. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, I hazard a look around the stairwell. If I crouch, I can make out Nina standing in the center of the living room, her face pale. Her mouth opens and closes like a fish. You can't be serious about this, Andy, she sputters. I'm very serious. But she clutches her chest. What about Cece? Cece is your daughter. You never wanted me to adopt her. Oh, damn. <laughs> it sounds like she's speaking through gritted teeth. Oh, I see what this is about. It's because I can't have another baby. You want somebody younger who can give you a child. I'm not good enough anymore. That's not what this is about, he says. Although on some level, maybe it is. Andrew does want another child and he can't have that with Nina. Her voice trembles. Andy, please don't do this to me. Don't humiliate me this way. Please. I'd like you to leave, Nina, right now. But it's raining. Andrew's voice doesn't waver. Pack a bag and get out. I can almost hear her weighing her options. Whatever else I can say about Nina Winchester, she's not stupid. Finally, her shoulders sag. Fine. I'll leave. Nina's footsteps thud in the Damn, this get me stuttering and all. Nina's footsteps thud in the direction of the stairs. It occurs to me a second too late that I need to move out of sight. Nina lifts her eyes and sees me standing at the top of the stairs. Her eyes burn with anger like nothing I've ever seen. I should run back to my room, but my legs feel frozen as her heels bite into the steps one by one. The lightning flashes one last time when she reaches the top of the stairs and the glow on her face makes her look like she's standing at the gates of hell. Do my lips feel numb. It's almost hard to form the words. Do you need help packing? There is such venom in her eyes. I'm afraid she's going to reach into my chest and yank my heart out with her bare hands. Do I need help packing? No, I believe I can manage. Nina goes into her bedroom, slamming the door behind her. I'm not sure what to do. I could go up to the attic, but then I look downstairs where Andrew is still in the living room. He's looking up at me, so I descend the stairs to talk to him. I'm so sorry. My words come out in a rush. I didn't mean to... Don't you dare blame yourself, he says. This was a long time coming. 
I glance at the window, which is drenched with rain. Do you want me to go? No, he says. I want you to stay. He touches my arm and a tingle goes through me. All I can think is that I want him to kiss me, but he can't do it right now. Not with Nina right upstairs, but soon she'll be gone. About 10 minutes later, Nina comes down the stairs, struggling with a bag on her shoulder. Yesterday, she would have made me carry those and laughed at how weak I was. Now she had to do it herself. When I look up at her, her eyes are puffy and her hair is disheveled. She looks terrible. I don't think I realized exactly how old she was until this moment. Please don't do this, Andy, she begs him. Please. A muscle twitches in his jaw. The thunder cracks again, but it's softer than it was before. The storm is moving away. I'll help you put your bags in the car. She chokes back a sob. Don't bother. She trudges over to the door to the garage that's just off the side of the living room, struggling with her heavy bags. Andrew tries to reach out to help her, but she shrugs him away. She fumbles to get the door open to the garage. Instead of putting her bags down, she try she's trying to juggle them both and get the door open. It takes her several minutes and I finally can't stand it anymore. I sprint over to the door and before she can stop me, I turn the knob and throw it open for her. Gee, she says. Thanks so much. I don't know how to respond. I just stand there as she pushes past me with her bags. Whew. Oh my gosh. Just before she goes through the door, she leans in close to me. So close that I can feel her hot breath on my neck. I will never forget this, Millie. She hisses in my ear. My heart flutters in my chest. Her words echo in my ears as she tosses her bags into the back of her white Lexus and then zooms out of the garage. She left the garage door open. I can see the rain pouring down onto the driveway as a gust of wind whips me in the face. I stand there for a moment, watching Nina's car disappear into the distance. I nearly jump when an arm encircles my shoulders. Of course, it's just Andrew. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Bless me all. I'm sorry. Of course, it's just Andrew. Are you okay? He asks me. He's so wonderful. After that miserable scene, he's considerate enough to ask me how I'm doing. I'm okay. How about you? He sighs. That could have gone better, but... It had to be like that. I couldn't keep living that way. I didn't love her anymore. I look back out at the garage. Is she going to be okay? Where is she going to stay? He waves a hand. She's got a credit card. She'll just get a hotel room. Don't worry about Nina. Except I am worried about Nina. I'm very worried about Nina, but not in the way he thinks. He lets go of my shoulders to hit the button to close the garage door. He grabs my hand to pull me away, but I keep watching the garage door until it closes completely. Certain Nina's car will reappear at the last moment. Come on, Millie. There's a glint in Andrew's eyes. I've been waiting to get you alone. Oh. Even the even the birds outside excited. Oh, despite everything, I smile. You have? <laughs> 
<laughs> you have no idea. He pulls me in for a kiss, and as I melt against him, the thunder cracks once again. I imagine I can still hear Nina's car engine in the distance, but that's impossible. She's gone for good. Or so y'all think, because if she had been gone, the book would have been over. In which it's not. Chapter 34. Here we go. I wake up the next morning in the guest bedroom. Oh, she moving away up. I wake up the next morning in the guest bedroom with Andrew asleep beside me. After Nina left last night, this is where we ended up. I didn't want to sleep in his bed where Nina had been sleeping just the night before. And my cot upstairs was not very comfortable for two bodies, so this was the compromise. I promise if we continue like this, if things become more serious between us, I'll eventually have to sleep in the master bedroom. But not yet. It still smells like Nina in there. Her stench clings to everything. Andrew's eyes crack open and a smile spreads across his face when he sees me lying there beside him. Well, hello, he says. Hello yourself. He runs a finger down my neck and over my shoulder and my whole body tingles. I love waking up next to you instead of her. I feel the same way. I hope I get to wake up next to him tomorrow and the morning after. Nina didn't appreciate this man, but I do. She took her life for granted. It's crazy to think that now it will be mine. He leans in and kisses me on the nose. I better get up. I have to get to a meeting. I struggle to sit up in bed. I'll make you breakfast. Don't even think about it. He climbs out of bed, the blankets falling from his perfect body. He is in really good shape he must work out you've been getting up and making breakfast for us every single day since you've been here today you sleep in and do whatever you want i usually do the laundry on mondays i don't mind running a load and no he gives me a look look i don't know exactly how to work this all out but i really like you i want to give you and me a real try and if we're going to do that you can't be my maid i'll find somebody else to clean and you can hang out here until you figure out what you want to do next my cheeks flush it's not that easy for me you know i have a record people don't want to hire someone who that's why you can stay here as long as you want he holds up a hand to cut off my protests i mean it I love having you here. And who knows, maybe it'll end up being, you know, a permanent thing. He gives me this sweet, charming smile and I just melt. Nina had to be insane to let this guy get away. I'm still scared she's going to want him back. I watch Andrew thread his muscular legs through his boxers, although I pretend not to be watching. He winks at me one last time. Then he leaves the room to take a shower and I'm all alone. I let out a yawn, stretching out in this luxurious double bed. I was thrilled when I got the cot upstairs, but this is on another level. I didn't even realize I had been walking around with a crick in my back, but after one night on this mattress, it feels better. A girl could get used to this. 
I had abandoned my phone on the nightstand next to the bed, but now it starts buzzing with a phone call. I reach for it and frown at the message on the screen. Blocked number. And my stomach fills with butterflies. Who is calling me at this hour of the morning? I stare at the screen until the phone goes silent again. Well, that was one way to deal with it. I drop my phone back down on the nightstand and snuggle up back in bed. It's not just the mattress that's comfortable. The sheets feel like I'm sleeping on a bed of silk. And the blanket is warm yet somehow light. So much better than the itchy woolen thing I've been sleeping under upstairs. And that awful scrawny blanket that I had at the prison. Nice expensive blankets feel good. Who knew? My eyes start to drift shut again, but just before I fall asleep, my phone starts ringing yet again. I groan and reach out for my phone. Once again, it has the same message. Blocked number. Who could be calling me? I don't have any friends. Cecilia's school has my number, but school is out for the summer. The only person who ever calls me is... Nina. Well, if it's her... She's the last person I want to talk to right now. I press the red button to reject the call, but there's no way I'm falling asleep again. So I get out of bed and go upstairs to take a shower. When I get downstairs, Andrew's already wearing a suit and sipping on a mug of coffee. I run my fingers self-consciously over my jeans, feeling incredibly underdressed compared with him. He's standing by the window, looking out at the front yard, his lips turned down everything okay i ask he jolts surprised by my presence he smiles yeah fine it's just that goddamn landscaper is out there again what the hell is he doing all the time out there i join him at the window <clears throat> enzo is bent over a flower bed a spade in his hand gardening <laughs> he looks down at his watch it's eight in the morning he's always here there are a dozen other families he works for why is he always here i shrug but truthfully he has a point it does seem like enzo is in our yard a lot oh freak now all the attention on enzo a disproportionate amount of time even considering how much larger our yard is than many of the others Andrew seems to make his mind up about something and he puts his coffee cup down on the windowsill. I reach for it knowing Nina will have an absolute fit if she sees a ring of coffee on the windowsill. But then I stop myself. Nina isn't going to give me a hard time anymore. I don't ever have to see her again. I can leave coffee cups wherever I want from now on. Andrew strides into the front lawn a determined expression on his face, and I follow him out of curiosity. Obviously, he's planning to say something to Enzo. He clears his throat two times, but it's not enough to get Enzo's attention. Finally, he snaps, Enzo! Enzo very slowly lifts his head and turns around. Yes? I want to talk to you. Enzo let out a long sigh and gets back on his feet. He ambles over to us, going as slow as humanly possible. Hey, what you want? Listen, Andrew is tall, but 
Enzo is taller and he has to lift his head to look at him. Thank you for all your help here, but we don't need you anymore. So please just get your things and go to your next job. Chekosa, Enzo says. Andrew's lips set into a straight line. I said, we don't need you. Done. Finished. You can leave. Enzo's head tilts to the side. Fired? Andrew sucks in a breath. Yes. Fired. Enzo contemplates this for a moment. I take a step back, aware that as strong and as muscular as Andrew is, Enzo hasn't beat by a mile. If the two of them were in a fight, I don't even think it would be a close call. But then he shrugs. Okay, Enzo says. I go. He seems to care so little about the whole thing that I wonder if Andrew feels silly for having made a big deal out of him working here so often. But Andrew nods, relieved. Grazi, I appreciate your help the last few years. Enzo just stares at him blankly. Andrew mutters something under his breath and turns around to go back into the house. I start to follow him, but just as Andrew disappears through the front door, something restrains me. It takes me a second to realize that Enzo has grabbed my arm. <laughs> Ooh, boy, here we go. I turn around. Hold on, why does thing? Hold on. All right. I turn around to look at him. His expression has completely changed since Andrew went back into the house. His eyes, dark and wide as they stare into mine. Millie, he breathes. You must get out of here. You are in terrible danger. Oh gosh, what now? My mouth falls open, not only because of what he said, but how he said it. Since I've been working here, he hasn't managed to string together more than a couple of English words. And now he said two entire sentences. And not just that, but the Italian... Damn, y'all have me shaking up. But the Italian accent that is usually so thick that I can barely understand him is far more subtle. He was practicing for the state. He was preparing for the state, getting ready for the state, Millie. He already knows what's coming. He letting you know what's up. Okay. Okay. It's the accent of a man who is very comfortable with the English language. I'm okay, I say. Nina is gone. No. He shakes his head firmly, his fingers still warped around my arm. You are wrong. She's not. Oh, I just get chills. Oh my gosh, y'all. What y'all had just now was me running to close the doors around me. That just gave me chills. That just sent something through my body. Oh, I scared. Opening windows. I feel like Nina around me and all. Okay, boom. <laughs> She's not. Before he can get any other words out, the front door to the house swings open again. And so quickly releases my arm and backs away. Millie? Andrew pokes his head out of the front door. Everything okay? Fine, I manage. You coming back inside? I want to stay out here and ask Enzo what exactly he meant by his ominous warning and what he was trying to tell me, but I have to go back inside the house. I don't have a choice. 
As I follow Andrew through the front door, I look back at Enzo, who has made himself busy gathering his equipment. He doesn't even look up at me. It's almost like I imagined the entire thing, except when I look down at my arm, I can see the angry red marks his fingers left behind. Last chapter for this episode, and hopefully it ends on a juicy note, because y'all know me. I love my cliffhangers. I love me some cliffhangers. Boom. Chapter 35. (gasps) Andrew told me that I shouldn't be doing any work for the house. But Monday, I usually go grocery shopping and we're low on a lot of supplies. And after I flipped through a few books, I pulled out of the bookcase and watched a little TV. I'm itching for something else to do with myself. Unlike Nina, I like keeping busy. So boom, that's my thing. That's my question. She already blow past the fuck that Enzo say Nene ain't gone nowhere. Nene ain't gone nowhere. She's still there. She is still there. And you had talk about some grocery shopping. Miss Nina right up in the attic where you used to live. She in the ceiling. Something. She hiding. She living in the walls. Like, why? how is she so cool about this? No. Anyways, I have been meticulously avoiding the grocery store where that security guard tried to apprehend me. Instead, I go to a different grocery store in another part of town. They're all the same anyway. The best part is pushing my cart around the store and not having to follow Nina's stupid, pretentious grocery list. I can buy whatever I want. If I go to get brioche bread, I'll get brioche. And if I want to get sourdough, I'll get that. I don't have to send her a hundred pictures of every kind of bread. It's so liberating. While I'm looking through the dairy aisle, my phone rings inside my purse. Again, I get that unsettled feeling. Who could be calling me? Maybe it's Andrew. I reach into my purse and pull out the phone. Again, there's that blocked number. Whoever called me this morning is trying to call me again. Millie, is it? I nearly jump out of my skin. I look up and it's one of those women Nina had over, yeah, for a PTA meeting. I can't remember her name. She's pushing her own shopping cart and she's got a phony smile on her plumped, painted lips. Yes, I say. I'm Patrice, she says. You're Nina's girl, right? I bristled at the label she gave me. Nina's girl. Wow. Wait till she finds out that Andrew dumped Nina and she's going to be screwed over in the divorce thanks to the prenup. Wait till she finds out that I am Andrew Winchester's new girlfriend. Soon maybe I'll be the one she has to suck up to. I work for the Winchesters, I say stiffly but not for long. Oh good, her smile broadens. I've been trying to get in touch with Nina all morning. She and I were supposed to get together for brunch. We always have brunch Monday and Thursday at Kristen's diner, but she never showed up. Is everything okay? Yes, I lie. Everything is fine. Patrice purses her lips. I guess she must have just forgotten then. You know Nina can be a bit flaky, I'm sure. Oh, she's a lot more than that, but I keep my mouth shut. 
Her eyes fall on the phone in my hand. Is that the phone Nina gave you to use? Uh, yes it is. She throws her head back and laughs. I have to say, it's nice of you to let her keep track of where you are at all times. I don't know if I would be okay with that if I were you. I shrug. She mostly just texts me. It's not that bad. Oh my gosh. I already know where it's going. Nina have a freaking tracker in the phone. Oh my god. Anyways, that's not what I mean. She nods at the phone. I'm talking about the tracking app she installed. Doesn't it drive you crazy that she wants to know where you are all the time? Itch! So that means she knew exactly where y'all was when y'all gone to the Broadway show, when y'all gone to the hotel. Yeah, she know. She know! I feel like I got sucker punched in the stomach. Nina tracks me on my phone? What the hell? I'm so stupid. Of course, she would do something like that. It makes perfect sense. And now I realize that she didn't have to go through my purse to find that playbill or call the house the night of the show. She knew exactly where I was. Oh, Patrice clasped the hand over her mouth. I'm so sorry. Did you not realize? I want to slap her across her Botoxed face. I'm not sure whether she knew that I knew about it or not, but she looks like she's taking great pleasure in being the one to tell me. A cold sweat breaks out in the back of my neck. Excuse me, I say to Patrice. I push past her, leaving my grocery cart behind. I race out into the parking lot and I can only breathe again when I'm out of the store. I put my hands on my knees and lean forward until my breathing returns to normal. When I straighten up again, a car is making a quick exit from the parking lot. I recognize the white Lexus. Oh, chills again, chills. It looks like Nina's car. And then my phone starts to ring again. I rip it out of my purse. Again, it says blocked number. Fine. If she wants to talk to me, she can go ahead and say what she wants to say. Oh, I feel like we leaving in a cliffhanger I begged for. If she wants to threaten me and call me a homewrecker, let her do it. I jab at the green button. Hello? Nina? Hello! A cheerful voice says. It's come to our attention that your vehicle warranty may have recently expired. I pull the phone away from my ear and stare at it in belief. In disbelief, my fault. It wasn't Nina after all. It was a stupid spam caller. I just completely overreacted to the entire thing, but I still can't push away the feeling that I am in danger. Whoo! Y'all, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I leave in a right though. I leave in a right though. Because, ah, what? What? Tell me why I still feel like that spam caller is Nina. And how she why is she at the food store stalking um stalking Millie? Why was she there? We already knew how she figured out, I guess, that Millie was there through the shocker. But why? Now y'all have a freaking stalker. Now y'all have a stalker. Okay? Let's talk about that. Now they have a stalker. Oh my gosh, she's crazy. But anyways, 
I hope you all enjoyed this books and boys. I enjoyed it as well. Honestly, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I really did. I love getting back. I love getting back into character, which is one of the main things that I missed because acting is one of my passions. Like I really want to get into acting and this is helping me practice, I guess, especially for voice acting. And y'all don't know, but I be doing the facial expressions, um, following the body language notes and stuff in the book. So yeah, I be doing my thing, but y'all can't see that y'all ain't gonna have a voice. So this is my practice and stuff. Huh, I enjoyed it. I enjoy telling y'all stories and bringing it to life for y'all. And yeah, like I said, hopefully you enjoyed it. I'll see y'all in the next episode. See y'all in the next books and boys. Stay beautiful. I love you. And if you ever happen to be into a in a situation like this, please get help. Don't go through these things by yourself thinking that you get overcome it or whatever because you never know what could happen nina is literally crazy like something is wrong with her so don't think that you can just take all this on by yourself get help you never know what could happen and you never know it could save your life it could save your significant other aka andrew in this aspect i guess could save a life you get me? It could even save Cecilia's life because we don't know what she's going to do to Cecilia when she comes from summer camp, which is where she is now because it's summer. So if you ever get find yourself in a situation like this one, even if you ain't a maid, I'm just talking about the situation. Please find help. And yeah, <sighs> I love y'all once more. See y'all in the next episode again. And I love you. I just say I love you back to back. Yeah, you can tell I get it. I excited. I excited. And I ain't sorry. Anyways, see you on the next episode. Toodles.